0: Welcome to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum focused and dedicated to helping sales development professionals get better at their jobs and push the practice of sales development forward. This is a place for practitioners in the trenches every day getting it done, whether they're called SDRs, BDRs, ADRs, or others. It's a team charged with creating pipeline out of inbound lead activities and outbound approaches. My name is David Delaney, and I'm the host of the Sales Development Podcast. If you've got subjects you'd like to hear covered on the show or guests you'd like to hear from, hit me up via email at david at tenbound.com or LinkedIn or Twitter, or be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, or wherever you found us. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Sales Development Podcast. I am absolutely thrilled to get this guest on the show today. I'm with Nicolette Mullenix, who is the Director of Sales Development at Dynamic Signal. Nicolette, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Hey, thanks, David. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, this is exciting. Um, I've been trying to schedule this for a while. I I saw you present, I believe, at the Engageo meetup a couple months ago, and I was just like, oh, man. We got to get her on the show.
1: Yeah, that was a great panel. That was a really solid stack of uh, of leaders.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. And and Ray Carroll at Engageo has got to be one of the best panel, whatever <laughs> they call it, like uh, panel. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Um, that I've seen. He really he keeps it light, keeps it fun, and keeps the conversation moving. Um, but I'm just thrilled to have you on the show. Um, you've, you've had a, a great career so far in sales development. And I know that a lot of the people that listen to the show are early in their career. They're kind of getting into sales, getting into sales development. And they're wondering, you know, how do I succeed and how do I move on to the next step in my career? So if you wouldn't mind, could you just give us a little bit of background? How did you get into sales development and become the director of sales development at Dynamic Signal?
1: Yeah. uh, So, man, uh, I've been out in San Francisco for, gosh, four and a half years, maybe five now. And when I was done with school, I didn't really honestly didn't know what I really wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to kind of get out here and get into tech. So I actually started an e-commerce company selling um, actually diamonds. Strangely enough, and it's not something that really you know I hit a ceiling really fast there, but I really liked the 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 selling part of things. So uh, you know I I worked with actually Bet's recruiting and got introduced to uh, ToutApp. And I had been looking at these companies forever and these SDR jobs and nothing just, you know, the companies didn't seem to click with me, the product didn't seem to click, the team didn't seem to click. And, uh, you know, when I started, when I interviewed at ToutApp, it, it it just felt right. I believed in the product, uh, which, you know, obviously is selling software to help sales development teams actually be better at their jobs and have more insight. And the team was incredible. It was a brilliant stack of young professionals that I still hold in really high regard today. So, you know, I actually started um, uh, I had been doing full sales cycle for this e-commerce company, and I wanted to start at the very bottom because I wanted to learn everything that I could about tech. So I started as an inbound rep, uh, one of the first ones, and then moved to outbound. And the team was still pretty small, and our, our director at the time, Daniel Barber, um, incredibly smart guy. He was doing everything from uh, sales operations to sales development to demand gen, and so you know we a lot of it we had to kind of figure out on our own just through trial and error. So. When we got our funding from Andreessen, we went into hyper growth mode, and we just hired a ton of people, and they just kept coming to me for best practices. And I was like, Hey, I'm, you know, I think I'm, I'm pretty good at this thing. I, I was really competitive, um, really self motivated, but I realized that I really liked the coaching aspect of things. So instead, you know, when it kind of came down to it, so long story short. It was either, you know, I go the AE route or I kind of figure out this management thing. And it just deep down, it felt like this coaching and this management path was something I was really interested in because, you know, sales development is still kind of new. People hadn't totally figured it out. Creating a repeatable and predictable process was something that you know seemed really interesting to me. And now, yeah, here I am. I we grew that team to about sixteen, and now I'm we've got I'm leading a team of thirty now with five managers, and we're still growing. So it's exciting.
0: That is amazing. That is an amazing story. And I want to dig into Dynamic Signal and what you guys are doing over there. But one key point that I pulled out of your story is that Daniel is. You know, he's an amazing guy. He's running all these different things. He's delivering the goods left and right. I love the guy. He's he's amazing. But Mm -hmm. you were stepping up and people the key point I think was people were coming to you, right? And I think a lot of people on the call could benefit of just realizing like if you step up as a leader and you start doing the right things and leading by example, people just kind of gravitate to you naturally and it's almost like you're leading without a title, right? Yeah. Did you find that happen?
1: Yeah. And I'm so glad that you that you said that, David, that's such a good point, because, you know, I had some direction and I reached out to a ton of mentors when I was trying to figure out what to do. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I, the thing is, is if you want a job, you got to really honestly be doing the job before you ask for it. And I think that's how it kind of naturally happened for me. Uh, It just kind of, it fell into my lap and I already, I rose to the occasion and Daniel was giving me projects to work on because I think he saw that, you know, there was something there for me and that I was, you know, not only helping him, but helping the team. So, I mean, absolutely. And I tell, I tell my SDRs, I I try to manage them a position above where they are today and even my managers, because I want them to be really good at their jobs and the people that are actually going to step up and take ownership of those projects, get them done timely, in a timely fashion help their peers out, those are the ones that are going to stand out. Those are your true leaders and your future salespeople.
0: Exactly. And I think that people, you know, tend to go about it backwards. And just it's not like doing it out of ignorance or something. But it's it's like you don't necessarily want to step up because you might be making other people feel bad or you don't want to show off or things like that. But it's not actually not that at all. It's being a leader is is Leading by example and doing the right things and just not showing off or things like that. It's actually just stepping up and and taking on projects and helping the manager
1: out. Figuring out what you're really good at and, and really diving deep into there and showing your value on the team. And I think there's some folks out there that may feel uncomfortable feeling they're bragging or that they're showing off. But you also have to be a little bit of your own advocate. But you can do that in a way that's not that doesn't rub people the wrong way. You can do it in a way where you're, it feels like you're helping everybody. It's,
0: it's not about being obnoxious and things like that. It's like you're you're just helping. You're a servant leader, and people end up coming to you. Next thing you know, you don't have to sit there and go, hey, you know, I've been here for six months. Give me a promotion. It's mm-hmm. just natural because you've already stepped up into that role.
1: Yeah, and something we also did at Tout, 2, that I think was great for developing people and have, giving them ownership was – when we first built our playbook, uh, you know, we didn't have a ton of resources, but we kind of allocated these modules of the playbook to uh, these different SDRs. And then they owned that playbook when people or that part of the playbook when people would be onboarded. So say, you know, Mike is really great at cold calling. Well, he's going to teach that person how to cold call and then do cold calling sessions with them. Or maybe somebody's really good at social selling. Okay, well, Lauren, she's the she's the point person that you're going to go to for social selling because she's got a really high email response rate. Um, those those sort of things. And we're still we're kind of doing that at Dynamic Signal too. just, you know, for one, an empowerment and they're in it every day. I mean, I could I could stand up in a, a, to the team, you know, and talk all day long about what I think works. But, you know, from me being an SDR then to, to now, there's a lot that's changed. Um, so I think the best ideas are coming from the teams today.
0: I love that. And you're giving ownership, you know, and leadership abilities to everybody on the team because they can step up and focus on what they're good at. And, and you know, you don't have to take everything on. If you've got 30 people, there's no way that you can be in there, like, you know, updating every module of the, on, you know, the playbook, right? So you're delegating that. as well. Yep. And the other quick thing that you mentioned is you reached out to mentors. Tell me about that because... I think that people are a little confused about how do you go about finding mentors and how do you work with mentors and stuff like that. So, tell us about that. Yeah,
1: I think uh, the you know the first one that I had actually Daniel introduced me to. Um, you know, she's she works over at Examiner and She's a director of sales, and uh, um, he, he I said you know I, I'd really like to be introduced to um, somebody that you'd recommend. That's a woman, a woman leader. Um. So he introduced me to her, and she's been super valuable for me. And then I was like, "Why stop here? There's, you know, I could learn so much from so many people." And it's funny, we Ralph, um, we had Ralph Barcia not too long ago, and we were talking about how I got in touch with Ralph, and you know, I had been looking at reading his when he was at Tevers. I had been reading all of his articles about SDR best practices, and um, I was engaging via social with him uh, a lot over at least a year until I finally. Had reached out to him, and then we actually got connected just as I was actually looking for uh, a, a new spot, and I landed at Dynamic Signal. Um, but I engaged with him and and showed him that there was value in a mutual uh, relationship. And so he's actually one of you know I like to think of, of him as a mentor of mine. You know we exchange emails over the weekend sometimes. I pick his brain. We text back and forth. But um, identifying people that you actually really respect, um, but knowing that they're also they're really busy as well. So you have to show them that there's value or, or, um, in actually having that, that relationship or that you're really ambitious and they see a lot of potential in you and that they'd like to mentor you. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, I probably have at least five people that I have on hand at all time that would, would absolutely give me, any, uh, advice that I need in a very timely mat- and very timely manner. And that's been really important to me too, because I haven't really been doing this for that long. Uh, but my brain trust is, as I'll call it, uh, is, has been really influential in me getting to where I am today and being able to move, uh, fast with process and, um, management, you know, management style and just overall advice. Uh, I don't. I would not be here today if it were, if it weren't for my mentors.
0: I love that. That is great. It's almost like your your own corporation. They're your board of directors, right? And you're
1: that's like that's a great analogy. That, yes, absolutely.
0: You, you know, you're the CEO of your own career, so no CEO would yeah. not have a board. And, I,
1: I said that to my SDRs too. You're yeah. you're CEO of me Inc. And, right. yeah. And you got to figure out how to, you know, you got to figure out how to run your business.
0: I love that. And, you know, what advice, any thoughts on, you know, hey, you're 22 years old, you just came out of school and, you know, you want to get some mentors and you want to get like a five person brain trust, but you're not sure how you could help them and and knowing that they're super busy. What are two or three things that people can do to help someone who's, you know, been in the business for 20 years?
1: I think the the thing that got me a lot of exposure was attending a lot of events. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I look for in candidates actually is people that are self-educated and self-motivated, um, that are willing to go outside of what you're going to learn every day at Dynamic Signal, uh, and you know, and learn something else. Go to I, I share events and things to to my reps all the time so that they should attend, uh, and even if they're just making relationships with other SDRs those SDRs are going to become future leaders. Those SDRs are going to be future AEs. Um, The earlier that you start making those relationships with, you know, your peers or people even uh, in, you know, higher positions than you, uh, your name, they'll start to remember your name. Um, They'll see you at more events. Um, Maybe you'll sell to them eventually. So I honestly starting, starting that networking really, really on is super impactful. Because uh, there's there's when I would speak with people as an inbound rep as uh, at Tout app, I still see those people come across my desk. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember we we chatted and we saw each other at that event one time. How how are things going? So I think if you can at least one one event a month, I think is really impactful. And even if you're an SDR and you have if you have a conversation with somebody that's. Um, you know, say longer than you know five minutes. Connect with that person on LinkedIn, and then engage with them over and over.
0: I love that. I mean, that's something that we can all do, especially if you're in the Bay Area, it seems like you could go out once a week, you know, and go to all these different meetups and events. (laughs) It doesn't necessarily have to be just about sales development or even sales. It could be, you know, across industries. There's so many things.
1: I, I totally agree. There's I try to push people outside of the boundaries of like learning about just sales and sales development all the time, like mindfulness. That's one of those things that's hey, there's an event on mindfulness. I think you could learn a lot about, you know, know, professional and I don't like to say the professional and personal development are different because I think that they're both the same. Uh, But there's definitely taking a break from just learning about sales and sales development, um, pushing it down your throat all the time. Um, We we're doing a the managers here. We're reading the checklist manifesto, which is kind of a nice break from a sales book, right? Uh, you know, we've got a lot to do, and making checklists. Like, let's figure out how to talk about making new checklists every week and, and crossing things off, and feeling like we're accomplishing things.
0: I think a lot of the people that listen to the podcast, obviously, they're they're trying to self educate and get out there. And uh, you know, I was trying to make it where you know SDRs could kind of get behind the, the conference room door and see what else you know people are talking about. You know, uh, from a bigger uh, perspective. And, you know, one mm. of those things is, it, like you said, it's not just all about sales and sales development. It's a, you know, you can self educate yourself on things like mindfulness and personal, you know, organization and marketing and, you know, just all these different topics. It doesn't have I'll, to just I'll be end. writing,
1: you're writing emails all day, having, mm. having better conversations, public speaking. Uh, you know, there's, I, I've been thinking about it for a while, but I might go do a class at the Presidio School for, um, like for public speaking, so I can be, be even better at it. Those type of skills, especially in sales, they're always going to be relevant. It's not just, hey, what are the right questions to ask? How do I make a cold call? How do I write an email? like solid skills that you're gonna that you aren't gonna be taught at SKO maybe right
0: no exactly it becomes an expense but there's coaches for everything I mean if you go out and you go you know what I uh you know I'm no good at this or I want to practice this or I get better there's people that are coach you and you you could also in that mentor relationship be like hey can you recommend something or can you help me with this and you can add value by creating introductions for the mentor and there's coaches there's mentors there's books online there's youtube it's it's like there's too much information so yeah
1: you know i i i am a little bit of a hypocrite saying this i'm trying to write more um but i think if if sdrs can just write more about how they're finding success there is like an sdr peer community um that i i don't think people are tapping into very much uh you know, even if it's like, Hey, I had a lot of success over video. I and mean, this is how I made my video. I made it be a clear side. I uploaded it to my mobile phone and I sent it out to prospects. Even if the little things as that it doesn't have to be long. Three paragraphs posted on LinkedIn. It gives you great exposure and starts conversations with other, uh, um, other peers. So you can, you know, it feels like a community that you guys are all working toward the same thing and sales development tactics are continuing to, to change like the breakup email. That's you know, that's kind of dying. Uh, so there's all these different tactics that people need to kind of keep up on that, that's working. Um, for example, one of my team, they ordered these little bottles and they bought parchment paper and now they're writing on parchment paper and putting them in the bottles and then they're sending them to some of the C-suite people. It's just a totally different approach than maybe what I would think about, but they're sending these messages, message in a bottle to um, CEOs and CIOs to get their attention um, and even little things like that. If if the community, if SDRs are able to share that with each other and, and write about it, I think that's that's huge.
0: No, that that is such a great idea because it it it, it um, you know helps with a lot of different things. It gets your name out there, um, gets you involved in the community so that you can start to meet people you know virtually over social, and it also helps the community to get a little bit better. And um, I I think that SDRs you know tend to get into like a, a rut a lot of the times. And even if they find something that works, they don't think necessarily, Oh, let me share this. And yeah, Mm -hmm. there's some resources cropping up. Um, Morgan uh, Ingram from Terminus has a great um, great. video chat. And um, if you haven't downloaded that, it's on YouTube. It's SDR Chronicles. And, um, and then there's a website that's come out. It's like SDR huddle, which is just specific, um, you know, tips and techniques for SDRs. And, and then, of course, like you said, the LinkedIn blog feature, gets a ton of pickup. So you know, more homework for everybody is, yeah, jot those um, ideas down, go home, pound out a, a blog post and get it up there. And it's a great way to help the community. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And that's actually a good segue, because I want to talk about what dynamic signal is is doing, and you know if there's two or three things you guys see are working well, and maybe a couple of things that you're like, don't do that anymore.
1: <laughs> What's working? So I'll I'll tell you from maybe um, a higher level uh, overview, and then I'll kind of dive a little bit um, deeper. You know, we're we're growing super fast, and running sales development teams can be expensive. You know, there's a lot of technology involved, especially in the Bay Area. Um, You you know, you've got to you got to pay your SDRs a good amount because it's expensive to live here. So what we're really trying to do is really trying to drive a lot larger deals. We're in a lot of the Fortune 500 companies and we're trying to expand and expand globally. Um, But I think the big thing is to make sure that our cost to acquire a dollar is 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 low. We're trying to figure out how to drive larger and larger deals. So we're actually launching, we'll call it account-based everything. Actually, this week, we've been doing a lot of prep around it. Um, We're launching these pods. So it's a pod will be included with an SDR, an AE, sales strategy, customer success, and an account-based marketing manager. Uh, So they're going to focus on these really large companies and figure out how we penetrate um, we go really, really deep into those, do specific marketing campaigns, advertising, uh, warm up these leads for the SDRs to actually work. There's a lot that, that we're, we're working on in that aspect. I think what's really worked for us recently is video. We're doing a lot of video. We're seeing about a 20 to 30% response rate. We are challenging the SDRs to do about 10 personalized videos a day. Um, and they're typically for the more high profile, uh, higher priority uh, prospects. But we're refining it over and over and over. We've been using ClearSlide. We're we're looking at using um, Vidyard to maybe help us scale that a little bit. Um, But I think there's just so much noise with, I don't even have a desk phone. I told them to take my desk phone away. So I don't even have a phone. So, and I'm sure that there's a lot of leaders out there that maybe don't answer their phones or, you know, they're, it's really hard to get a hold of them. I know it's hard to get a hold of me, but really figuring out how to stand out from the rest of the noise. There's so much email, there's so many bad emails. I feel like sometimes I'm jaded. I don't even want to look at emails anymore because I get so many bad prospecting emails. Um, but it's if, you know, somebody sends me like a direct mail or if somebody sends me a video or a handwritten note, even, you know, I don't even get that many social touches. If somebody tweeted at me or direct messaged me on, on Twitter, um, those are the things that I think, are, uh, I think are being the most impactful for us right now, um, especially selling to these large companies. There's so many SDRs that are prospecting into the people that we're prospecting into, and we've got to figure out how to, how to be unique.
0: Oh, this is so interesting. Okay, so you guys have gone the pod structure, which is a great way to get synergy around the big accounts, right? And, and then also you're getting away from the phone and email, you know, dogmatic approach and basically going out to wherever these prospects might be to contact them. Video And
1: and it's definitely not, it's definitely not perfect. You know, we were a a smaller team. We were only about 10 in September. um, And you know, we've pretty almost tripled the size of the team. So Our process is ever evolving, but I think what we're going to is we're going toward nurturing um, the marketing side, nurturing the the certain leads a little bit more and having accounts surface based on, um, you know, we're we're using Engageo, having accounts surfaced based on the amount of people that are engaging with the content that we're sending out or engaging with our brand. So those are certain buying signals. And then we'll go really deep into those accounts and we'll send video, we'll send direct mail. We'll do all of these different campaigns. That's I think that's that's definitely the, the area that we're trying to go to. Uh, I don't think the phones you know phone cold calling is not dead. I think there's still value in it. Um, but there are, I think the um, best practices of you know you don't have to dial 100 people to get to somebody, you've got to figure out the right times, how to call them, when to call them, why you're calling them, who to call.
0: Exactly. I mean, you still see a lot of debate about cold calling on LinkedIn, especially. And it seems like every day, someone's debating it. And it's just like, hey, it's just another channel. It's just just another just another thing. Right. And there's multiple different ways that people communicate nowadays. And you just need to find out what resonates with them. And it could be a call, it could be a video, it could be anything.
1: We had Sean Shepard in to talk to the team not too long ago um, over at Growth GrowthX. And what he was saying is, when he, I think he was selling, and I, I thought this was such a great idea, he wrote a handwritten note to a C level person, and it was certified, so only he could sign for it. And it was just two or three sentences, he got the meeting. Uh, And it was just that little, that little bit like sending certified mail. It's only that person could actually sign for it. I was like, aha, my light bulb went off. Like, we should definitely be doing that. Yeah,
0: and then you get the little email saying he signed for it, and it's like, oh, my God, it actually arrived. (laughs) Okay. Exactly,
1: and then you can actually maybe call that person because you know that they signed for it, and they probably opened it right there.
0: I love it. That is awesome. And I'm really interested, just going back to the org structure that you have, so you've got the pods set up, and everyone's working really closely together on more of the enterprise side. Do you still have the traditional kind of demand gen organization for the SMB and, and mid-market that might come in inbound? Like, do you have a set of inbound SDRs who are going through the inbound leads, or is it all d- dedicated to pods?
1: I would think of these in, like, virtual pods. We don't necessarily like, sit in the pods, but there are, like, uh, territory pods, we'll call them. Okay. For our enterprise team, our enterprise team in the U.S., enterprise team in the U.K., and our, uh, it's a new team, we're calling it our Global Strategic Accounts. There's three SDRs that are focused on around 30 accounts at a time. They are actually all hybrids. And when I inherited this, this team at first, I had this battle with myself. Like, do I divide them between inbound and outbound? And I sat on it and I didn't do it. And then, you know, I talked to a few people and I said, no, I'm keeping them hybrids because we're going to move to this account based model. And, you know, while I think what our demand gen engine is going to probably change quite a bit as we move toward this account-based model, less than just let's try to fill as many leads to the top of the funnel and see what converts, um, but let's nurture the ones and heat, heat up. I guess lead scoring is probably the best term that we'll call it uh, and only push the ones through to the, like the accounts that we want to surface, the accounts that we want to focus on. So if we'll call it, I don't know, Coca-Cola. So say 12 people over the last three months at Coca-Cola have taken X amount of marketing actions. That's that account's going to surface for us. This is the idea, right? The account will surface to one of the SDRs. A team, an outsourcing team will be working on continuing to fill contacts for that account on the back end. Um, So when that SDR is notified that there's this marketing qualified account, they already have all of these amazing contacts to reach out to immediately. So they can start going really, really deep into that account and figure out who the people that we need to talk to are.
0: That's if an inbound lead comes in from one of those accounts or you see some account activity happening. And then, what if a lead comes in from an account that's not part of the pod or not part of the territory? Is there just sort of a general a generalist, or how would that work?
1: I think we're still we're still figuring that out right now. But for now, that's that's the idea of what we're trying to get to. Right now, we're, anything that's associated with an account within the territory that, that an SDR has, it should go to them. They should figure out how to qualify it. I think we have a pretty good idea since we're selling pretty much to the Fortune 1000. Um, We have a pretty good idea of what those ones are. The corporate team is actually split inbound outbound right now. So it's a little a lot higher velocity. There's a lot of accounts in there. Um, So we do have we actually just hired an inbound SDR. um, And then we have four outbound corporate SDRs. Um, So we're definitely turning through the inbound leads there. But taking a really strategic outbound approach to specific accounts in corporate.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So it's, it's like the further that you go up market, the more complexity you have on the deal. You want to run the account-based plays. You've got that all set up with the pods. Yep. And then as you kind of go downscale, then it's set up more of the traditional inbound and outbound approach.
1: It's evolving. Um, it'll yeah. probably be a lot different two months from now, but we're taking baby steps to get there but i i think you know so far it's working so far we're driving larger deals our meeting to opportunity conversion is continuing to increase we're getting more stakeholders involved so yeah i i don't know it's exciting it's an exciting project um to work on cuz we're 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 really able to move fast and really innovative it's exciting what we what we've got ahead.
0: I love it. I I think um, we definitely need to connect you with whoever writes case studies for Engageo because they're probably (laughs) dying to get some case studies that say like, yeah, we've been talking about, you know, account-based everything for two years. And here's someone who actually picked up the ball and ran with it and she's completely crushing it. So yeah, we'll hook you guys up. (laughs) Check
1: check back in two months and we'll see. We'll see the progress that we've made. We'll
0: see. We'll (laughs) see how it goes. No, that's perfect. Okay. And so I know we're kind of getting up on the the half hour, Nicolette. What are you working on? you know, now, and what are you excited about moving forward? Um, Is it, you know, digging in on the account-based everything or is there anything else that you're getting excited about right now?
1: Uh, That's a big portion of it. We are finishing up mapping out career progression for SDRs, um, what that looks like. I had inspiration, gosh, probably a while ago from Steven Brody, for probably a few years ago from Yulsoft. And I implemented it over at Tout and now I'm implementing it here. It just gives an SDR benchmarks of really what they need to accomplish to get in the next point in, in their SDR tenure or graduate from the SDR team to cs strategy, um, marketing, really whatever they want to do. So that's in flux. And then, you know, we're we're rolling out some really awesome technology that I think is going to be just I'm, I'm really excited about what, what we're the stack that we're building. Um, But, you know, Chorus AI, we're trying to gain better insight into the conversation. So conversation intelligence, um, what's happening on the calls? What are our prospects asking? Where are we flipping up? Why is this rep successful and this one's not? Conversation intelligence is really what we're going to be working on for the next few months.
0: That is so exciting. I'm really excited for the SDRs and the managers that are on your team that you've thought about. How do we map out the career steps and get you to the next level. It's very motivational. It's a win-win, you know? The
1: SDR job is hard. It is a grind. Uh, I hope that I am able to form just an awesome team here to where it doesn't feel like a grind and it feels, um, like it feels exciting and you're learning every day, you're getting better every day, and you're setting yourself up really well for your career. So I think sometimes sales development gets kind of a bad rap, but obviously I'm, I love it, and I'm doing it, and I want everyone to feel that uh, it's really impactful for a business if you do it really well.
0: This is a great advertisement for applying for a job at Dynamic Signal. You <laughs> want to work for someone like Nicolette? because honestly, like you know, there's a lot of leaders out there who still look at the function as just like, hey, just get me meetings and pipeline, like whatever. You know, it's churn and burn, and yeah. and if you can get under the wing of a mentor like Nicolette or like you mentioned Stephen Brody, you know, some of the Matt Admondson at EverString, um, they, they, you know, there's a very um, it's a supportive mindset that helps people, you know, develop their career. It helps the company because the people are happier and they're doing a better job. And, you know, ultimately it's, it also, it's, it's on the SDR to go find your mentor, go get better, go read books, like step up on your end too. But yeah, yeah, this is a good advertisement for
1: working at Dynamic yeah. Signal. <laughs> well, I, I loved the uh, podcast that you had with Ralph and mm. I shared it with all of my team. Cause I think that if we go full circle, like definitely go listen to that one because he's such a great motivational person in general, but that tells you, you got to take ownership of you being successful and I think that that podcast just totally embodies how do you, how you do that.
0: It was a love fest. Like Ralph is a huge <laughs> mentor to me and he worked up show notes as well that are on the blog daviddelaney.com and he blew it out of the water. It's just the way that Ralph operates. I mean, he had links, he had quotes, he had further like things that you could do, homework assignments, all this stuff. So I will, um, I'll shoot that over to you. You can share it with your team, Nicolette, and then it's on the blog daviddelaney.com. So check it out.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks, David.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. This is great information we're going to run with this and just have a great rest of your day and we'll see you on the social channels and hopefully at one of the events
1: yeah we'll see you soon David all right bye everybody
0: is your sales development program firing on all cylinders are your people processes and technology aligned to get you the appointments pipeline and close one you need to be able to hit your goals Finding experts in the field of sales development is a real struggle, but you have to hit your pipeline numbers today, not sometime in the future when you can step back and take a wider look at your program. TenBound is ready to help. Head over to tenbound.com for more information and to sign up for a free assessment of your current program. That's tenbound.com.